Good morning for a shirt of Imori, Nandala Domit Beit. We were working through yesterday, working through the, um, the various Nisim, which, uh, over which the whole of Klali Soil have to make a brocha. We'd gone through the Yamsuf, the, uh, Marbre, the passing over the, over the, over the Yarzain, the story with the Nachale Arnon, and then finally we ended off with the Abne Algavish, the, uh, the stones which came down, stopped coming down and started again, stopped coming down through Moshe Rabbeinu, and uh, started later on in history through, uh, through Yehoshua. I think the Moshe based Karen, yeah. Um, before, before we move on, just one point uh, which we said yesterday, I was going to double check. This was about the other, uh, the Rabba about what is it, who, who makes the bracha for a private nace? Uh, who makes the bracha for a private nace? So we had, um, the Gemara, I mean, the Gemara points to the Gersh of the Rith, or the, the Rith had been that it's not just himself, it's also his son and his grandson. And the Shaila is, well, what about future generations? So we, we read this mission of Burrow which talks about uh, whether, whether somebody was born before the nace or after the nace. And just to sum up, basically what, what uh, comes out is like this. The question is, why does a son make a bracha over the nace of the father? Is it because of COVID? In which case, therefore, a person will make a bracha over the, the nace of his, of his rabbi, which we, I think we did mention, the idea of a rabbi vubuk. Or is it, it's uh, because of shutfas, because the nace affects it. Well, if it's because of shutfas, then it should depend on whether he's born before or after the nace. If he's already born, if he's already around, then there's no shutfas, and it doesn't really affect it. If it's because of COVID, however, then even if he's born beforehand, but then in which case it maybe doesn't extend beyond the son and the grandson. Because after that, we did be saying Rachamay or Aval uh, more than two, gen- two generations. So interestingly enough, it's not that I've seen they, they asked on this, but uh, I saw Revebo raised this point. You'd expect that you should be both. It should be both that he's born afterwards, and he's not more than two generations because, because of Sophie Brock's Larkin. I think the, the Orach HaShofim does bring this idea of Sophie Brock's Larkin. But the, but the Eliorabha Paskin, that look, for the first two, two generations, you can make the Bracha even if you were born before, and because it's COVID. But after that, you need Dafka if they're born afterwards, because then there's the Indian Shutz. It's only Tuskening, really, if you look at the Chumra, it, it, it both ways. But this Loshem, the, the Mishabur, which threw out yesterday, that it says, Shalom is not actually mentioned in the in Arab. And I think, therefore, what he means, what he means is not Dafka, his the one generation up, because that's what you were asking yesterday. It's not one generation up. Is as long as the son of the person to whom the nature has happened, if he's already in existence, then there's no shutfas, because he would have come about. So presumably, Abhisir means anyone who, anyone who will, anyone who needed to be born in such a way that even if the nature wouldn't have happened, this person would have come about, they've already been born. So if Abhisir can be, it could be if, if the nature we're talking about was a, was a great-great-grandfather, then, then as long as his grandfather was born. That's what it seems the Mishabura is coming along, and it makes a lot of sense. So that notion of a doesn't say anyone, anyone uh, raises the, the issue. 
Now, the Rabbah doesn't use that Russian. He just talks about whether the person was born or not born. But it seems the Mishapura makes a lot of sense. Not so much whether he's born or whether he's not born, it's whether he would have been born without the Nase or not. Now, if it depends on really, it could be his father, it could be his grandfather, as long as the person, the next generation down, was born, then he wouldn't make the bracha unless he, if he personally is a son or a grandson. So we, we, I think, I think we, we, we sort of touched that yesterday, that there's a machoikas where, where they have to be. Well, we, we, sort of, we sort of just mentioned this in passing, that it's a shadow whether the nace has to be the malam and asela, or a nace is, if it's a nace, it's a nace, it doesn't have to be the malam and asela. So it was actually, it's, it's a machoikas. Machoikas, the Rosh Midu Nil holds it's got to be dust with a malam and asela. Others hold, no, it can be even within the realm of the term, but it's a negative. For the end of the day, the guy was saved from a very, very big sarcona. Um, and the bottom line of the Shulchan says, in such a case, if it's not the Malam and Ateba, then you should make it below Shem Malkus. Make it below Shem Malkus. And the Bialoka, why we mentioned it was because the Bialoka says it could be, it could be that a near miss would be dependent on that. I mean, if a person suffers a boulder, Falling upon him, that's definitely the Malam in our temple. It's not a heavy boulder, it's not a. Uh, if he falls, uh, uh, if, if, if he survives the fallout of 15 stories, then that's definitely the Malam in our temple. You don't expect a person to survive that. But if it was a near miss, that a boulder fell and just missed him by that much, then it says, definitely according to the first year, so he says, it wasn't the Malam in our temple. There's definitely nothing to make a broth over. According to the second, uh, second um, shift though, you could say, look, at the end of the day, it didn't really hit him. So there's no real nace needed. Not even uh, within Teva. On the other hand, maybe that goes into, it's the same sort of idea as the second one. It's something which a person is, is wowed by. So maybe even that, he's tied to make the broth. He thinks it's sorrow here. Um, well, I mean, I, I can tell you, when, when, it, when it comes to Brickside Govan, I, I remember this happening in, in Yeshiva. They used to, uh, up in... Uh, in Gateshead, so, uh, anyone who's uh, familiar with the relationship between the uh, Geordies and the Gateshead Bochum is not always the, the friendliest um, relationship. Uh, things probably have not changed over the years. So, um, so I remember there was, there was a case where the, I think they they, uh, they they chucked some uh, I think rather large stones through the through I don't know if it's straight through a, I don't think it was through an open window. I think they just chucked it through the window. I think it missed somebody, just, it, it went, I think, between two beds or something. And he asked the Shaila about making Birgit Sargovel. He was told, thank you, that you don't make Birgit Sargovel on that. He said, not, not on a near miss. Had it hit the person, and he'd survived, and yes. But a near miss doesn't make Birgit Sargovel. We'll see, but that's we'll, we'll, we'll see how, if, if we can find any, any sort of parallel case. Once we go into the Suga, we'll, we're going to start the Suga bed, so I shall stay off of Birgit Sargovel. Um, but just, just coming back to this point, therefore, so, okay, we've said two generations, maybe more than two generations, but one thing which is also, I mean, may, maybe just doesn't really need to be said, is love after a son for a grandfather, it could be a, for a grandmother as well, I mean, or a mother. Okay, I mean, that, that goes without saying. But, any other relations, relation a person is not making the broth over. A husband for a wife, a wife for a husband, a brother, one doesn't make the broth over that. It's Dafka Dafka in this, uh, this sort of situation, where it's a son for a father, son for a mother, daughter, these, these sort of uh, things. Okay, so continuing on now, 
We're up to the, um, the last narrow line on Nundala Zamadzeh. We're going on to the fifth case now. Evan Shebikesh Oig Melachabosh on Israel. We mentioned the case where a stone that Oig, King of Boshan, sought to throw upon Kalisol. So the Gemara that we don't have to look for. Gemara Gemila, it's a tradition we have that uh, there was a story. What was the story? Omar Oig said to himself, Machane Yisrael Kamahabe. How big is the Machane of Yisrael? Said to Lossa Parase. We have this in Gemara's elsewhere that the camp of, the, of Yisrael was three parasa by three parasa, roughly 12 kilometers squared. So, Ezel the Akhet Turah, so I'll go and uproot a mountain, Barcelosa Parasi, which is that side, the Ishadi Alayu, and I'll throw it upon them, Victorino, and I'll kill them. Ozalsi went along, Okar Turah, and he uprooted the mountain, Barcelosa Parasi, which was about this, this sort of side. The icy alreshi, and he brought it along his head, as one does. The icy kuchobrichu alei kamsi. And the Rabbani Shalom brought, brought upon him an, an army of, of ants. Kamsi is ants. The nofuah, they pierced the hole through the mountain. The nochis pitzavori. And then the mountain fell upon his neck. Obviously his head went through it. Through the hole. So, he thought, no problem, as one does, well, have away the Mishnah for us. He wanted to lift the mountain off. So, Moshe Shinei Lahaikisa, Ulahaikisa. So, Hashem caused his teeth to stretch, to go outwards, um, yeah, teeth extensions, to either side. They grew out to the sides. Such that he could no longer get it off. But a lot of the Mishnah for, and he therefore could not get the, uh, to remove the mountain from, uh, from upon his head. Behind the Chsim, that's what he writes in the Pasuk, Shinei Rishoyim Shibbarto. The teeth of the evil you have broken. Uchad Rabbi Shim ben Lokish, and like the Drosh of Rabbi Shim ben Lokish, the Omer Rabbi Shim ben Lokish, Behind the Chsim, what's Pshat in Pasuk? Shinei Rishoyim Shibbarto. That you have broken the teeth of the Rishoyim. Altikri Shibbarto, Eroshir Vabto. The only that you've broken, El Sherevapto. Sherevapto means that you've lengthened them. It's interesting to, to, um, to compare this with the, what, what we say to, with, with the, with the Rosha in Nagoda, the Ben Rosha, what do we say there? Hakeh Shinov. It's not broken and it's not elongated. You know what the difference is? If one breaks the teeth, there's nothing, I mean, nowadays, yes, there's teeth implants, but, uh, there's not very much you can do for that tooth. If they're elongated, you can see that there was nothing whatsoever that, uh, that I, I, I could do about it. To the Ben Rosha, to the child, to the Yiddish child who's gone off the path, what do we say? Hakeyashenov. Which means either blunt his teeth, well, if you blunt something, you can still sharpen it. In other words, with the, with the Yiddish child, there's, there's no, there's no such thing as a lost hope. Blunt it for the time being, so he doesn't affect others. But it doesn't mean you kill, kill off any chance of him doing teshuva. Moreover, if it comes to the words hake, it comes to the words keho. Kuf and kaf have the, the same sound. Keho means to diminish. You dim the, 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 uh, same idea, you dim it, but it can be adjusted again. Or, perhaps even, even more beautiful, uh, more beautiful, uh, subtle idea is, hake comes to the word keho. Keho means as somebody that said it. What happens if you take a bottle of, uh, I don't know, hydrochloric acid, 
and you uh, throw it upon a fire. You better stand back. But uh, I would imagine the initial, the initial reaction will be some sort of a smouldering effect, and then it will suddenly, because just because of the effect of the liquid coming on it, and then all of a sudden there will be an explosion. I, I, I don't mean literally explosive, it's in a, explosive, it'll suddenly uh, whoosh, it'll, yeah. I haven't tried it, but... Uh, That's exactly. So, so what I'm saying is that I think, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it'll take a second before that happens. It'll suddenly sort of react with the, with the, with the acid and it will, uh, it will whoosh. It'll take a fraction Yeah. Yeah. So in which case, in which case, that's what we're saying. Hakeh Shinov means, it's again, it's a temporary measure, but from there... Yeah, exactly. The, 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 the Russia will, will, will thrive. That's the, 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 the Well, you never know. It could be quicker than you think with the, with the Russia. One, one moment of inspiration can change a person's life. But anyway, that's, that, that's the, the basic idea. As opposed to the Russia... You break, break the teeth. Don't blood them, you break them. But anyway, anyway, but back to our point. So the oig, with, with his teeth to the election to the side, so what, what happened? So Moshe Kamahava, how tall was Moshe Rabbeinu? Esa Amos, he was ten Amos. How do we know he was ten Amos tall? No. The menorah wasn't, wasn't ten Amos, it was eighteen spots. How, how, how do we know that? Because it says, Hakim is Mishkan. Moshe was the one who set up the Mishkan. And Chazal Darshan is, Hakim is He raised himself, he sort of rose up to his full height, the height of the Mishkan. What was the height of the Mishkan? Ten Amis. Es Amis Erechakorish. The length of each beam was ten Amis. So Moshe was ten Amis too. I think he, he beats the, the, uh, the Guinness Book of Ramiya. Oh, he definitely does, but. But, uh, I mean, 10 Amis is something like 5 metres tall. No, no, that's 100%. But, uh, there is, oh, very good. There is, there, there is, there's a Makhlik in the, the, the Gemara about whether, whether Ud would have been with 10 Amis or was it Daf Gemara Shabbat? Correct. It comes, I think, in Shabbos. Huh? That may have been, it may, it may well depend on the, on the, uh, the height of the other Levine. But anyway, so Moshe was ten Amas. Shokim Nargo, Baresa Amas, he took an axe, which was uh, ten Amas long as well. And Shavor Esa Amas, he jumped up ten Amas. Umochie Bekarasule, and he hit Oik in his ankle. Bekarasule, and he killed him. It doesn't mean he killed him by hitting him in his ankle. Well, that means that he chopped off his ankle. If you chop off 30 amas, which is about 15 meters of a person's height, then what happens? Remember, with, with the mountain around his neck, which is already weighting him, so the minute he sort of uh, tilts to one side, well, I think the center of gravity is uh, way off now, so he's uh, going down, down, down. If somebody falls 15, I mean, think about his head. His head, I mean, I did a calculation once, I can't remember anymore what it was. I think it comes out, to, put it this way, 300, it's, I, I did it on myself, in terms of my ankle, ratio to the rest of my body. Again, it may depend on where, what, what it, exactly you call the anchor. I reckon it came out about 1 to 20, 1 to 25. I've seen others say 1 to 10 or something. Somebody else has decided to do this cheshman as well. It may well depend. I mean, I don't think it's 
turning away, you're taking ankle. I don't think it's one to ten. I mean, but uh, if it's one to twenty, I think one to twenty-five, something like that. You're talking about somebody who must have been over three hundred meters tall. If you take Chazanesh, we're talking about even more than that. I think at the time, this was last year, so okay, Pasha's Bolok. It was at the time after the, uh, the Shards opened. I think it was about the height of the Shards. So he'd, do, do, uh, he'd be quite a good window cleaner. But um, the, the basic idea is if somebody falls from 300 armors high, let's imagine his head, he probably, probably wasn't wearing a strong enough helmet to protect his head, so he, um, he died. That's how he died, says the God. He died from the fall, not from the cutting of the ankle. It depends if he, if he could get his arms around the mountain. Well, I mean, I think the, the jerk of the head as well. The, the kids are from the fall he died. That, that was the uh, the Matthias. We'll, we'll figure out in a second whether it's literal the, the, uh, the, the heights we're talking about. But anyway, so... Um, oh, in fact, that, that, that is the end of, the end of that story. Now, you may have noticed there's a little bit of a contradiction in this story. It's, we start off, we talk about the stone which Oak planned to throw upon the cloudy soil. Then we talk about him uprooting a mountain. And this is where the Rashba comes, comes along with, probably would have been worth seeing inside, because the Rashba, if you want to see it inside, the beginning of this paragraph, the Rashba is Chiddush HaGodis. He writes to you, so through, for any Agad, it's in the Gemara. And he says, very often, it's written very cryptic, and for very good reason. And that is because you've got enough people out there who are out there to try and uh, make great sonnets of, of the words of Chazal. So what Chazal did, did is, they said, if that's your, your, uh, your intention in learning our words, we'll write it in a way that you'll never understand. And if they write it very cryptic, and you'll give up. It's the same they say, I mean, I once read that, uh, I haven't tried it, but apparently if you take a look at Eight Chaim of the, the, uh, the Chaim Vital, the classic work of Eight Chaim, so apparently if you start reading, so far, so good. I mean, I haven't tried, but if you go beyond that, suddenly you won't understand the word of it. Most people therefore put it down. You'll then find, after that, it gets a little easier, and you can read more or less, you can continue on. And all of it is put out of the reason why you can't understand the very soon after you get into it, the reason why you can't understand it is because it's out of place. Why did Rukhain Vital put it there? Because remember, there's a lot of people who are learning Kabbalah, especially nowadays, who shouldn't be learning Kabbalah. Therefore, what he did was to put them off. He put something towards the beginning which says give up on and that was it. They'd give up and they wouldn't be learning it. Anyone who should be learning Kabbalah will persevere or find a Rebbe who will give him the right guidance to, to uh, how, how, how to go about learning it. Same sort of idea says the Rashbah. That's one of the reasons. He says he gives a couple of reasons. That's why sometimes... He says there's another reason as well that sometimes Chazal did it in a, to sort of arouse the Talmud. You know, there's... Um, where... where, where, where you've got, you've got a, a couple of medrash where, where it talks about uh, for example there was a rabbi who was trying to arouse the Talmudim the Talmudim were falling asleep during the shir so he says uh, that uh, in, in Mitzrayim there was a woman who gave birth to 600,000 uh, people in one go so suddenly the Talmudim woke up what's the one here that's 600,000 I think it was yeah he saved it, he, he brought them all out so I think that's how it goes but there was something in a fashion which was sort of a sort of a uh, alarm them, yeah. So he goes on and he says, therefore, sometimes he says, sometimes people get all carried away and make all sorts of things. The command will be something very cautious. And he'll make all sorts of toys out of it. And other times, it is a much deeper me. I mean, the basic idea is, therefore, in Gomorrah, 
you'll find in Agadza it can be understood at one level or at a different level. You don't have to make all sorts of terrors. But on the other hand, should I put it this way? There is actually, that's what the Rashi says, there is actually a, a Mahoikas, I think today they, uh, you know, the Ghana, the, the Maharal, can Agadza be understood literally or do you have to assume it means something uh, more than that? And I think the shift of the God was that everything could be understood. I mean, obviously there is, there's always Shemim Ponimasur, and there's Paradise, and you've got the different levels, but it can be understood at a level, that, except there's a couple of exceptions, and that is the figure of Sabah the Be'atuna, the, the, uh, the uh, debates with the philosophers, the intellectuals of, of, of uh, the Greek philosophers there, and you've got the, also the figure of Rabba Baba Khan, which comes in. Uh, the Sabbath of Al-Tuna is, is in, I think it's Pachoros. You've got the Sugya of the Rabbi Baba Khan in Baba Basra. These ones which are, he says, there's no way of understanding them uh, literally. And one or two others. He's, that's why you'll find the, <coughs> the, the, the sort of the Sugya, there's a safer for, on Agadza, when I say from the gods, probably from the Tamidim, maybe focused on those, on those two Sugya. Sabbath of Al-Tuna and Rabbi Baba Khan. So coming back to this, to this uh, Sugya, what is it called? Um, the name may come back to me. The Jagra, yeah, that, that's, it's basically, it's, that, that's, that's, well, they can't then write the Jagra, and, uh, but uh, yes, it, it is actually. Yeah. Um, so, what, what the, the, the Rashbal says is like this. He says, in truth, it was a stone. Okay, it was a stone. Why did it say a mountain? Well, this week's surgery. What did Hashem say to Moshe when he came to fighting uh, a I said, don't be afraid of him, keep your eyes on Asatia, so because don't worry, I've given him over to you. As I gave Sichon over to you, I'll give Oik. Says Rashi, why was he more worried about Oik than Sichon? Because he had the Zephurst, he was Meshamish Abraham Avinu. By other opponent, when uh, Lot was, uh, was captured, he went and told Abraham Avinu. So Moshe sure thought maybe he'd have the course, he'd have the protection of Abraham Avinu. So what did Oik do? He knew he had this. So what did he do? He took a stone and a massive stone, but he knew that wouldn't be enough to to, uh, to defeat Kalitov. Look at the, the manner in which they had overcome uh, the Paroim, uh, etc. All these Nisim, they're a nation or above any the, the the laws of of nature. So what did he do? He thought, well. What the chus do they have? They have the chus of it. I'll come along with my chus of it. See, Iaker Turo. He sought to uproot a mountain. Who is a mountain? We say the mountains are the others. That's what Chazal say. Horim are the others, and the boys are the, are the Imbahis. See, Iaker Turo means he took with him the chus of Abraham Avinu. He says, when Moshe Avinu then, he was ten others, that means he was his own chus. Presumably the idea of ten is ten is the number of of, uh, of Shleimus. So Moshe himself was shodim. He took in his hand another ten amos. That's the chus of Kalishod, who he was so to speak had in his hand. They were other yad. We often find this rishus. So what means Kalishod in his rishus? And then he jumped up ten amos. What does that mean? He jumped up to link with these chus of the others, and he hit Oz in the leg. Why in the leg? Because what Moshe Rabbeinu had to count to that was the Zuchus of Oik, that he took three steps, apparently, that's the Shalish Parasol, presumably, took three steps to come and tell Abraham Avinu about Loit. And with that, he did away with, with, uh, with. 
Well, I thought it's perhaps you could add, because again, he te- he's pointing out that every sort of uh, word here is, or he says as well, Kamsi, because I forgot to mention. What's the idea that the Kamsi came along and formed the whole? He says, Kamsi, apparently the ant is Kali uh, Sorah, it says, are compared to locusts, ants, these sort of things. It refers to the Zuchus of Tefillot, Kali That pierced the whole. So the thing you can add to that, that's why, that's why, number one, <coughs> it says that his, um, it, it fell around his neck. Why around the neck? Do you know what the, what the, what the, the neck houses? The vocal cords. The vocal cords is the Kayak of Yaakov Ovinu, of the Ovid. Kalisov. So the ants, Dafka made the mountain fall. Where do they fall around the neck? To symbolize. <coughs> so you don't have the Zuchus of all this. At one time, there doesn't mean brick and Zuchus. I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's a Tosus in, in uh, Shabbos. <coughs> the Rabbeinu Tam says the brick of this will never run out. Because it's unconditional love. Zuchus of this can run out. And I once heard, I think I heard this from, Zuchus comes from Zuchus of it. It's only if we imitate their ways. We have to have that Zuchus, that uh, sort of purity of the Ovid. Oh, you obviously didn't have that. So, it fell, therefore, it, found, it fell around the neck. Well, not even. I mean, it was completely shallow, shame, shamai. It was to his own benefit. Well, in, in terms of time, but not in terms of... Uh, well, wherever, he, wherever he dwelt, he had quite close proximity to judging by his size, but... No, 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 no. He wasn't, he wasn't, uh, not at all. Not at all. He, he had, he wanted Avram of Venus to die in battle. That was his, that was his intention. So Avram would die and he'd be able to marry Sarah. On the contrary, that, that's the difference between Lot. Why, why, why was Lot saved from Sodom? Okay, again, this, this, this week's schedule, why, why is it that we're not allowed to attack Abu Nubayo? Oh. So we, we're told you can't attack Amun One of the reasons is because it was, I mean, the, the prophet says, "Ki Yerusha livnei lot nesati, ki Yerusha." I gave it to. Why, why didn't Lot get it? Because he didn't. He didn't. Um, that's it. He didn't spill the beans about sorrow that she was hiding when when she was brought down to Mitzrayim. Yeah. And this, there's actually a theory to that in Rashi and Vayera. Rashi says a different reason. You know why he was saved? In the Chosav Avraham so which one was it? Is his own because of his own mitzvah? Or was it in, in the Zuchus of Avraham Avinu? No, it wasn't really observing it. The answer is Hainu Ha. I did find one time in the Sistema Chomus has a similar idea. The fact that he didn't, he didn't uh, spill the beans over Sarah, it's, it's something, but that's not enough to save him from, from uh, Sodom. He gets a reward for it, true. But to save him from Sodom, that wouldn't be enough. Rather, that was a means through which he was zechet to the zechus of Abraham Avinu. Not everyone gets to the zechus of Abraham Avinu. It's just because somebody's got a relationship with Abraham Avinu. What gave him the relationship with Abraham Avinu? The fact that he did something which he wasn't, he wasn't uh, to do. Abraham Avinu hadn't slipped him some money and said, look, I'll bribe you, keep, keep your mouth uh, closed, don't, don't say anything. So he did that. What does that show? What does that show? The Benesh the, 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 the Chai says, are we avodim or are we bonim, Tashem? 
He says, what's the difference between an Ebed and a Ben? If you've got somebody working for you and it comes to the end of the day and you say, I need a bit more time, then Ebed will say, yeah, I want a bit more of this as well, a bit more money. A son who loves his father will say, sure. That's the difference. He says, that's why the, 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 the Torah didn't write everything in the Torah, left, the Rabbon, left something for the Rabbonans to institute. Because that shows if we're prepared to add I'll the instructions of Chazal, that shows we're born in Tashem. This is what the, the, the Benish Chai writes. He says, we have this, I don't know if I mentioned this at the time, when we, we had earlier that the, the Malachim said, what's going on here? It says that the Hashem is laying stuff on him, the Hashem doesn't take, uh, he doesn't favor, and yet, yes, Hashem, so Hashem says, don't you think they deserve it? I written my Torah about and they bench even on a Kazayit. So the Benish Chai, what's one got to do with the other? He says, you know why Hashem doesn't show favor? Because Melech Shemokha al-Kavod ain't Kavod al-Mokhul. And Melech can't be Mokhul on his Kavod. And Melech says, I'm not can't be Mokhul on his Kavod. The Gemara in Kedushin. But in Av Shemokha al-Kavod al-Mokhul. But a father to a son can be Mokhul on his Kavod. So now, Kodesh Baruch to the Malachim, he says, true, I don't favor anyone. Because I'm a Melech. I can't favor anyone. But the Yidin are unique. Because they're my children. How do you know they're my children? Because I told them, and they go ahead to the left of the law. They're looking to give thanks to me on even the smallest amount, even on a kazayat. That shows they're my children. So too with Lot. The very fact that Lot went ahead, he didn't have to do that. That shows he's a son of Avraham Avinu. In that, in that, ah, if you're a son of Avraham Avinu already, you may not be, in your own right, there's no, uh, you're not deserving to be saved from Sodom. But you're a son of Abraham Avinu already, that's ahead of the rest of the law. There's already a bit of, so to speak, protective favoritism in, in the alliance here. That's why we like, like to say. When it came to Oig, Oig thought he had the same thing. There's one major difference. Loit, there's no actual personal gain from it. Whereas Oig did it for his own gain. He wanted Abraham Avinu to die in battle. That's the major difference. It's the, the, the Gemara says at the beginning of our Zohar, in the future, when Hashem says, right, pay, up, pay time, everyone's going to come. It says, the Romans are going to come and say, oh, we also deserve pay. And Hashem's going to say, what did you do? Oh, yes, we built the roads and we built the bar tower. I can't remember which nation did what. Hashem will say, yeah, but who did you build that? Oh, we built that for Klali, so Hashem's going to say, no, you didn't. You built it for yourself. You built it for your Zionists and this and that. There's no payout for that. Ultimately, yes, it does benefit, uh, benefit Klali, so that's the Ramah, I mean, you write in it at Domov. You get somebody who builds the whole thing. It's for the Sabbath in the future. But you didn't build it for that. That's, uh, that's, that's a major difference. So coming back to this, this is the idea with, with, uh, with Oyer. Yes, he had the Zuchot of Abraham Avinu, but that wasn't enough to save him. Because we have, we're not just a, a, some sort of connection with it. We have the midas of the, of the Ovis. We doubled like the Ovis. We spoke to Hashem like the Ovis. And therefore that mountain fell around his neck. And dusk of the neck, because the neck is the root of the Kayach. That is the the vocal cords. Yeah? What's, what's the right? Where, 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 where did Esau bite Yarkov? In the neck. What happened to his neck? He turned into mother. Actually, the teeth of, of Esau uh, sort of fell out. Same idea. Why did it turn into, into, into stone, in other words? The Maharajah says, what's the middle of Yarkov? Where is the middle? Is the, is Evan. It says, Meshomreya Evan Yisrael. In, in them, so you go through, because in Doniel, you've got the various Malchias, one gold, it's got all different materials. And that's of, oh, he says, the middle of Yaakov, I mean, explains that why, is Ever. Moshe Rabbeinu with Tyrell. 
when the executioner tried to, to uh, chop off the head of, of Moshe, what happened to his neck? Okay, he turned to stone. Same idea. Paro was a symbol of the other use of the voice. It was a symbol of Lashon Horror. The Shlom says, Paro is Osir Te'ofor. They say it's a reincarnation of the, of the Nochash HaKadmoni. The kids, so you've got the challenge now between Moshe, who's the symbol of Torah, and you've got Paro. And his neck turns to... Again, same, same idea. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I, I, exactly. To cast the Evan, yeah, one hundred percent is the again is the middle of, of a Yakulami. Yeah. So that's that, that's possibly why it fell around the neck. And by the way, it could be that's why the teeth as well were elongated because the uh, shin, well, Chinaim shin. You got three, three uh, sort of parts to it, and they all come to one point. That represents the obvious who, that was Yaakov Avinu, who's called Yisrael, he's the only one who's got a shed in his name. That was because he's the Bechir Shabbos. Why is he called the Bechir Shabbos? Because he united all the middles together. You know, Avram was one extreme, Chesed, Yitzchok was another extreme, Din, and Yaakov was middle of the road. That's Midas Noira, he was able to unite them all together. There's plenty more to speak about, but that, I think that, that will suffice for, for, uh, for today at least. That's the idea, says the, the Rashi, with a little bit of uh, additional uh, information there. Gives us, the Rashi says, it gives us a, a bit of a feel. You can understand this literally, 100%, but there's more to it than just meet, meets the eye. And that's why he says, Evan and the mountain. It wasn't Evan, but on the other hand, it was, um, it was, when it says, talks about the mountain, that the mountain is, is, uh, represented as the, is the, the, when we talk about the, the mountain is Abraham Avinu. Okay, continues on. The Evan Shiyoshav Olehol Moshe. Next thing we have is the stone on which Moshe Abinu sat. Just when they were fighting. I'm holding the still is the right to be day Moshe Kavadim and the hands of Moshe were heavy. By Yikor Evan they took a stone by Yosim Mutafsa and they placed it underneath him by Yishim Olehol and he sat upon it. And that one is quite straightforward. Next. The Ishto Shalot, the wife of Lot. Shalemun says, Vatabit Ishto Miakarov and his wife looks behind him. She looked back at Sodom. Vatihin is in Melach and she became a pillar of salt. The Chaymas Yericho Shinebloh, last one is the wall of Yericho that got swallowed up. The Chsiv is it right, Vatipala Chaymatachteho, and the wall fell underneath it. So what does it mean it fell underneath it? It means it got swallowed up. So, the Gemara, the, the Gemara will, will, uh, will go into these last two now in slightly more detail. Tishlama Kulu Nissa. I can understand all of them you've mentioned. Crossing Yamsov, etc. They're all Nissa. That I can understand. And Ishtar Shaloit. That's not a Nase. Puran Osohu. That's punishment. That's not a Nase. Answer the Gemara. The Amar Borak Dainu Anas. What it means is when you see the pillar of salt, you say Borak Dainu Anas. Kentucky was a punishment. But we, we learn that you're supposed to give thanks and praise to Akkadosh Baruch Hu for these things. Answer the Gemara, Tony Al-Lot Valishto. It doesn't mean just on his wife, it means for Lot and his wife. In the Baruch Hashanah, he makes two brachas. Alishto over his wife, over you say Baruch Dainu Anas. The Al-Lot, at the same time, when you see that pit of salt, you should be reminded of the fact that Lot was saved, and over that you say Baruch Zoch HaTzadikim. In other words, if you see that pillar of salt, you made two brothers. You made one Baruch Tana Emes, and the other one is because that reminds you of light, you say Baruch Tana Emes HaTzadikim. Omer Rabbi Yechanan, Afinu B'Sha'at Kasr Shabakadosh Baruch Hu, even at the time of anger of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Zoch Emes HaTzadikim, this is the middle of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he's not affected by his 
Kaviyochel is moved towards one person doesn't uh, affect the way he behaves towards, towards another. I always remember in, in, in school we had a very, quite a, I want to say charismatic uh, teacher, quite, quite, quite unique. I always remember the time, and it sort of reminds me of this, so he goes in the, the uh, he emulates the Minister of Akkadosh Baruch Hu, there's uh, quite a troublemaker in, in the class who was about to throw out, and he started you know, shouting and screaming, and uh, I think he threw him out of the class, I mean, not literally, but, and then he sort of turned to us and said, don't worry, I'm not really, I'm not really angry. And then he turns back and carries on screaming at the, at the child. Says, don't worry, I, I won't take it out on you. So, so to hear, when Akkadosh Baruch Hu, Kaviyochu, gets angry with, with Sadom, doesn't affect the way his, his Kaviyochu is moved towards others. I once saw that chat we say in, in, uh, Chasodim Tovim. What's Chasodim Tovim? Is it Chasodim by its very, uh, by its very nature, is it not Tovim? If it's Chasodim, it should be Tovim, isn't it? Could say, not, not always, because, you know, if you, if you, if, if you give ch- children, uh, sweets, that's a Chasodim to them, but you also, you know, not, not good for the, uh, whoever's gonna have to pay the dentist bill, or, you know, for their own teeth, for that matter. But it's similar idea, I can't remember who says this, but I once saw that, that the idea is, when you do a chesed, very often it's not really, it's a chesed to the person you're doing it to, but it's not a chesed for everyone. You know, the, 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 the uh, you, get, you get all these appeals, so you give out your, your miser money to, to the people, it's a chesed to those people, but the other people who come along, you say, sorry, I've run out of money, it wasn't a chesed for them. Because you've given out all your money already, so the other people don't get Whereas with our Kodesh Baruch it's Chasod and Tovim. There's no such thing as a Chesed which will have a negative effect on people who don't deserve it. Everything is calculated right down to the last detail. So too, our Kodesh Baruch will not have cast if it's going to affect others. And that's the idea, by the way, of being part of a Tzibur. They say one of the protections is, for a person being part of a Tzibur, you know, Baruch can look around, everyone in, in their own way is Oseh, Oseh, Tzibur here. That's what one of the ideas is that it acts as a protection. Because when Akkadosh Baruch Hu is going to punish somebody, he has to take into account how it's going to affect the others. So if a person is Oseh B'Sarchi Tzibur, he can't punish somebody if it's going to have an, a knock-on effect on others. It's not fair. It's unjust. That's the, the, the idea of being a part, part, of being a part of the Tzibur. So how do we know this idea? Even at the time of anger, Akkadosh Baruch remembers the Tzadikim Shanem and says, Vayibish HaKhita Lekimis Ori HaKikor And it was when Hashem was he was destroying the, uh, the cities of the, the plain, talking about Sodom. And he sent forth loads from the, this uh, Ma'pecho in, uh, in Sodom. Then we had the Yericho Shenevlo. We talked about the wall of Yericho which got swallowed up. Ask the Gemara, Bechemas Yericho Nevlo, was the wall of Yericho really swallowed up? You know the story with Yericho? They did the seven Hakafis of, of, uh, of Yericho. And then it uh, apparently got swallowed up. It collapsed. Also, Gemara bar Nafla, but it, it fell. It didn't uh, get swallowed up. Shneman says, Vayichesh Maya Ha'om. And it was when the people heard the Tzadah Shofar, the sound of the Shofar, Vayari Ha'om Teruah Gedod, and they made a big, uh, sort of big noise, a big screaming noise. Vatipa Ha'chema Tachteho. And the wall fell. It fell underneath it. Also, the Gemara, Kimin the Pussy Eberumah, Ki Adodi Ninhu. Apparently, the width of the, the thickness of the wall was as much as its height. Because of that, it had to be swallowed up. 
Because otherwise, when it topples over, what you've really done to it is moved it. You moved it, but you haven't actually uh, made it any easier to get into the into the city. Crumbled. Yeah. Apparently not. Um, the God says, by the way, he says it doesn't mean that it literally just sort of went into the earth. Because it says, Masipo. He says, you can't get away from the fact he says it fell. The God says, rather, what happened was it fell. He said, I shouldn't have performed this for no reason. And once it fell, and this is the part which uh, they try and work out what exactly it's not. I, I read it, saying I can't work out exactly what the God meant here. But he says something to do with the corners were the problem. The corners, that's what it is obvious, are the problem. And because of that, therefore, it had to get swallowed up. So in the safer, which, which I, have, I don't have it with me, the, the, the person who brought out the safer tr- tried to suggest a sort of shot. Similar to what you're saying, it sort, of, it sort of went downwards. Each brick sort of went down a, a stage, and therefore you ended up with like a half a pyramid. So the problem was still the, sort of the highest point, you still couldn't break your way through. So at that point, I think it had to sort of be swallowed up into the ground. Something along those lines. It's similar to what you're saying. It doesn't mean therefore the wall went like that. It sort of went down like that. It fell, but the, sort of the, the part which was still facing them was still too high for them to actually break through. So that part has to be swallowed up. Something like that. I mean, the, the, the other thing which occurs to me, it could be the corners in, I don't, but I don't know, is because if you imagine the wall was probably all the way around, I mean, we know it was all the way around the city. So if you've just got a wall in front of you, you can push it down, the whole thing collapses. But if it's attached, it's much harder if you think of, like, your sukkah. What gives a sukkah if it's got on all four sides? If, if it's wind, if you've got one wall there, the wall will probably just blow down. But if it's, atta- if it's a four-wall sukkah, it makes it much harder. You've got, a whole, you've got to tip the whole thing over. You understand what I mean? I thought possibly that's what he means by the corners, but I, I'm not sure. It's, it's not clear what, what, what exactly the, the God meant there. But he says, either way, it's very clear the wall did fall, and then it got swallowed up. That brings us to the end of that, that study in the Gemara of the Bracha on the Nate. Let's just do this one toast with it. Says Toaster. So this is the place where the camp of Sanchera fell. Did a Gorachiski on the other Mamasuyam? You know, yeah. 185,000 uh, officers died in one night. I mean, were killed, massacred by a massacre by Amadov one night. Yeah. Chizkiol was, uh, was being threatened by Sanchera. This was right towards the end of uh, the last, well, it's his 14th year of his reign. And, um, and in one night, Sanchei was all uh, proud, he thought he'd uh, get rid of it, you know, continuing it on his uh, con- yeah, conquest of the, the whole of the world, and here he was going to come and defeat the Yidah. And uh, that one night, Amalov came and wiped out 185,000. The truth is, it was 185,000 officers, Rashi says there. It was 185,000 officers over 2,000 people underneath them. Now, it's not clear whether he actually was 185,000 plus their men. Because if you say that, it comes out something like 370 uh, million were massacred. But I don't, it doesn't say it was the men. I mean, plus officers, so you have that on, on top. 
Well, it, you know, it, it does say they worked. It says they saw, they woke up in the morning, they saw all these corpses, so they just, uh, they, they legged it. It's possible it was, the, it was the, the officers themselves who were killed. But anyway, I mean, a huge number we're talking about. So if you see that place, you make a brach on it. The Logora Chizkiah on the other Mamasuyam, because Chizkiah is no worse, no less, than other Mamasuyam. Now, other Mamasuyam is the specified man. Who's that? That's Yoel Ben Suryam. Yoel, who was the, he was the uh, leader of the Jewish army, and the, it's the Jewish army which talks about making a bracha over, to do with, with Yoel, uh, if a person would see Yoel. So, and Farish, it just doesn't bother listing that case, the case of Samcherev. Because that place is well known. Everyone knows that place around Yerushalayim. Of course you know where that is. Right? Good. However, then Rabbeinu Yehuda decided, maybe not. Since the nation is not known by the place, like, these, like the case we had, even though we had the case of the camel we spoke about, but even though that's known by the place, it's just the camel is the main part of the nation, not the place. But at least it's known by the place. When a person comes to that, that place of... Uh, the thing of Mechuzah, that we had yesterday, so the person sees that, he says, oh, this is the place where the, where the camel, that wild camel happens. So he thinks of it by the place. There's nothing to do with the place. It's to do with Chizki, or whatever it is. Therefore, only the people who the nace happen to them. So the truth is that we don't even have to come on to that. We can take back what I said there. There, because it's the brocho, it's the brocho, it's the people who it happened to. The person who was attacked by the camel. So it could be Taka there, it's not known by the, by the place. I take that back, therefore. It's known by the camel. Could be. Could be it's the place, could be it's the camel. But it doesn't matter because that's to do with the private people. The private people it doesn't matter whether it's known by the place or not. But when we're talking about Kralisha, the whole place having to make the brock, it's got to be that it's known by the place. The Khen Kaladan Mavarikhan, this day after Vishen and Nikam and Techamok, so to a private nace, anyone can make the brock over it, even though it's only, um, even though it's not known by the place. Now, um, and that's, that, that is Taka Paskin's, um, is Paskin's uh, Shulchan Aruch. Or the, the, the Mogan Avron brings it, as I should say. Uh, but the Sharatian, he's not so sure about this because, I mean, he says it's Sorachi and Amaisa because, for uh, example, others like Tosfos Harosh only bring the first part of Tosfos, not the second part. So maybe you do make it on something like uh, Samachira. Um, the last point, and that is this idea about Odom is like on Yerof ben so that is brought to Shulchan Aruch about making a bracha over Odom Masuyam. But there's a long Bi'ar Alokha, we talked about Mogin Avram there. Nowadays, it doesn't really apply. Because Odom Masuyam means somebody who the whole of Klal Yisrael are aligned upon. So nowadays, the way we live, it doesn't, uh, it's not like that. We're so scattered, it's not, it's not really no Ge'ad nowadays. They talk about as well, what one last thing they talk about is making a bracha over, over, uh, like Doniel, you know, with the, the Gofar Arroyas, with the lions then, or Hanani Mishal Azai, you see the place where, the, where they were put into the fire. So, even though it's uh, a private nate, but there was such a Kiddushim Shemaim there, so the person would see that about, they talk about, again, it's brought to Shulchan Aruch about having to make a bracha um, on seeing such a, such a spot. And that, I think, um, Brings us to the yeah, and the, the broth we made there is shows and leaves that Sadiqim b'Mochim al that that brings us to the end of that sugya. Let's make a start on the on the next sugya, which is the Berkas Hagomel sugya. Omar Yehuda, Omar Rav. Our boss, the Rishon Lahoyd, 
There are four people who have to give thanks. So this is talking about when they emerge from the Sakon. Until now, we've been talking about on a, let's say, every 30 days, if you come back to the place, this is the people who emerge from the Sakon and themselves they make a bracha. At that time. Who are they? Yeredeh Hayob. Those who go down into the sea. Or those people who go on a ship. They talk about whether it's Dafka in the sea. We'll speak about this as such, and we'll speak in more detail about it tomorrow. Is it Dafka? Is it Dafka a sea, or can it even be a river? I'm not talking about the River Thames now, but a slightly bigger river. Pelachemid Boris. Those who go in the in the desert. Desert is a very very dangerous place. They have bandits. They have uh, wild wild animals there. Umisha Yochayla. Then it's Rafi. Somebody was ill, and now it's fully recovered. Again, not so much somebody had a headache, but somebody had a uh, you know, who was uh, confined to bed, and then he became a better. Um, last one is somebody who was in prison. Again, there are those Morgan Avram says Dafke was imprisoned. Uh, there was a real life danger. He was put in prison. Could have been on death row. Others disagree with that. There's the Bialoch. There's an ultimate somebody who was put in a prison cell for a night or two. It's all about somebody who was really in, was uh, quite quite a sarcona. So, he was in prison, we also now he's come out. So the Gemara goes to one by one. Yerodeh Hayom From where do we know about those who have gone down into the sea? Zichtiv is a posseg, right? Yerodeh Hayom Bo'onios V'gomer. This is all in Tehillim Kufhei, I think it is. Um, Kufzayin, even. Um, so it's Hodil Hashem Kiru Vishmai there. And it says there like this. Yerodeh Hayom Bo'onios V'gomer. Those who go down into the sea in ships. Etc. The Gomer. Then it says, "Hema Rol Masi Hashem." They've seen the works of Hashem. The Omer. Then it says, "Vayami Druach to Orav," and a, uh, a stormy wind, basically a massive storm, came uh, stood up against them. Yalu Shomayim. They would go up to the heavens. Here is the service. They would go down to the depths. In other words, they'd be going up and down. The Omer. It says, "Yachogu." They would be broken. Vayonu Kashikah, and they'd be tossed about like a like a drunkard. Then it says, "By Yisachar and Hashem, they cried out to Hashem, but Tzarahem in a time of distress, Umi mitzukoseim yutiim, and Hashem would take them and take them out from their motzuk is also like a distressful tight situation." Then it says, "Yakim se'ara lidmama, the storm would be reduced to a silence, to a stillness." Then it says, "By Yisrochu chi yishdoku, and they rejoiced, they would rejoice because." He is stoked because it comes silent. Vayimah it says, Yodil Hashem Chaser v'nei Flois v'lebnei Odom. Give thanks to Hashem for His Chesed and His Wonders v'lebnei Odom for b'nei Odom. That's the Yodil Hashem. Next is Holchem is Boris. Those who go into the wilderness, Minolam, into the desert, Minolam, how do you know that? Zichsev is the right Tov Amidbar. They would wander in the desert with the Yishimoim in a desolate uh, place, empty place. Derech im Moshav v'motzor. They couldn't even find uh, any derech which led path which led to an, an inhabited city. By Yisakwa and Hashem they cried out to Hashem, by Yadjuchim and Derech Yishore, he led them on a straight path. Yodul Hashem Chasso, give thanks to Hashem for his chesed. Misha Cholov and Israfe, I mean obviously we're skipping through Pesukim here as it goes, but it's just condensing it. Misha Cholov and Israfe, somebody was ill and got, uh, was healed, the Chsiv is it right? Avira Midderech Pishom, Umeyav and Isayim Yisanu, fools from the way of their, uh, sort of sinful ways, who may have been because of the, from their iniquities, yes, Anu, they will be afflicted. And that's what it means. Kol Eichel, to side, to side, Nafshon, the Gomer, their soul will, uh, um, 
sort of reject. It'll be a, like an abomination that you need. They will reject any food. They'll be so ill by Yitzhakwet Hashem and they cried out to Hashem about Tzadu having their time of distress. But go there. Yishlap tomorrow Hashem will send along his word be your poem and he will heal them. But go there. Yodul Hashem Chasu. Once again they've got to give thanks to Hashem for his chesed. Misha Yachobosh Bevesu Asurim. Somebody who is uh, imprisoned, I mean, none of has, you know, about that one. The is it right? Those who are sitting in the dark and in the, sh- uh, the shadow of death. Because they have rebelled against the words of Hashem. And it says, And Hashem, the Omol is like with her hard work, toil, he has subdued their hearts. The Gomer, but Omer, it says, by Yitzhak and Hashem, then they cried out to Hashem about Salem in their time of trouble. But Omer, then it says, Yitzhak and Hashem, the time of the Gomer, Hashem will take them out from the darkness and the shadow of death. But Omer, it says, Yitzhak Hashem Chas, to give thanks to Hashem for His kindness. Now, Blessed Hashem, tomorrow we'll, we'll see more about the, the details of it. The way to remember it, by the way, is uh, brought as, they say, is the acronym of the Chen Hachayim Yitzhak Salem. All the living have to give thanks to Hashem. Hachayim, Chayim, the Tchef is. Chayla, correct? Yod is. Sorry, whichever one you want is Yom. The other one is Yesurim. Somebody who's ill. And members. Oh, no, Chobosh. Chobosh, sorry. The Tchef is Chobosh for Beit Asurim. Then you've got Yesurim. You've got Yam, and you've got members Midbot. That's, that's the way to remember it. Um, and as I said, but as, but the order, by the way, you may have noticed this, I mean, you may have not noticed but the order's been changed from the stuck in the we've uh, linked them here. So it says the reason is, because in Tehidim it's going by the, it's going in the order of um, which ones are the most dangerous. So the most dangerous is actually is, uh, for example, you have Midbot, I think it's the first one there. That's the most dangerous. And it goes through like that. Whereas we're going by the ones which are most uh, common. Apparently, Yodi Ayom and Time come by. That would take good business like that. Then Hashem will speak more about this tomorrow. Some practical side to think about. Just one make books by going now. Where does flying fit into this? Is flying, do we make on, on flying? Do we not make books together on flying? Is it like going through a ship? Uh, oh, not through a ship, by, by ship. So do you make it only when going over, overseas or not? Another thing to think about is, what if you go under the sea? Nowadays, we've got this... Uh, in a channel tunnel, you make bricks like going on going under the sea. Let's Hashem will speak more about this tomorrow.